So are all disabilities the same? Are acquired disabilities and disabilities that we are born with the same? Do we need all the same sort of accommodations and do we have the same attitudes and lived experience? Well, today we are going to talk about remembrance. Remembrance Day is marked on November the 11th every year in Canada. And it is to recognize the soldiers that departed or served our country. We also recognize that acquired disabilities happen through war. And we want to talk more about that today. Welcome to another episode of The Pity Party. We are three Muslim Canadian women with disabilities living in the Toronto area for several decades now with a combined lived experience of disability of over 150 years. We have something to say about everything. We have something to say about nothing. We have something to say and, and you're going to tune in and listen to our pity party. My name is Rabia and I'm blind. My name is Rafia and I'm in a wheelchair. My name is Omaya and I'm in a wheelchair too. So November 11th is Remembrance Day, where we commemorate and honor the contributions of our veterans, our soldiers who go out there and defend our nation, who go out there and keep the peace, who sometimes go out there and pillage and rape and destroy. War has various dimensions, and some of us have lived through some of those in, in more direct ways uh, and, and can be quite emotional through this. I have been blessed not to have experienced any direct impact of war, but view it through television. And so much of that has shaped my worldview and my stance on human rights and the work that I do. So all of us acquired our disabilities very early in life or from birth. So we don't remember life without a disability, really. Over time, our disabilities have evolved, have maybe increased the barriers we experience. We've gotten exposed to technology and tools to overcome some of the barriers, etc., etc. But, you know, we never experienced a total able-bodied world. There are people out there who don't share the same lived experience as us, who acquire their disability as they age, perhaps acquire an illness, are in an accident, or are a part of the experiences of war and, and war-inflicted trauma. They acquire physical and invisible disabilities. Let's talk about acquired disabilities versus born with. In my opinion, I think being born with a disability is much easier because we don't know any better. I don't miss seeing because I never saw. 
I don't miss driving because I never drove. Oh, well, okay, I lied. I drove one day on a dark, dingy February night in a parking lot, okay? My husband said to me, Sam said to me, did you ever drive? And I said, no. He goes, okay, move over. And I said, are you sure about this? I started cars every day to warm them up for drivers, but I never drove. And that one snowy night, snowy night in a parking lot in Mississauga, I got to drive with a little help, of course. It was fun. Snowy night. Was it like <laughs> decided like that? It was a snowy night. <laughs> You're brave, Rabia, let me tell you. I know. Well, you know, I'm a little daring sometimes. And I sometimes. think more brave than you is your husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could see the, what I was going to drive into. Okay? I know. That's what, yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, so when people acquire a disability, they acquire a lot of loss beyond the disability. Mm -hmm. yeah. They have yeah. to change their lifestyle. They mm -hmm. have to sometimes even change their careers. Right. Mm -hmm. They have to change the way they live. Sometimes they even lose their home and lose their family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, people who acquire conditions like multiple sclerosis, for example, their spouses a lot of times don't stand by them because it's such a difficult disability. Right. When somebody has a stroke and becomes quadriple, you know, quadriplegic, essentially, or has a spinal cord injury, very few people stand by them. Mm -hmm. Life is really different. So let's let's talk about that. I grew up in the war in Lebanon, like we had the civil war, right? So I've seen so many people with disabilities as a result of war. And like you said, Rabia, it's just, it's a different ball game altogether. Like I know my best friend, actually, he was studying civil engineer and he was top in his, uh, in, in university, right? I think he was two or third year and he had a spinal cord like he was hit by like a bomb fell in like in, in the area and like a piece it's little little piece like the size of a the size of a like a grain like a little piece hit wow. him in his back and went into his spinal cord and then he was a para paraplegic right for and then like you said, Raka, he had to change. He can't be a civil engineer anywhere. Not, not in Lebanon anyway, right? <clears throat> he can't make it to the university, right? So he had to change all around. And, you know, and first he had to take care of himself and get all the help he needed in a wartime, right? So it was, I've seen that. I've witnessed it. Like, it really impacts the whole family. You end up, like, family having issues and many families can't survive it like mom and dad they will leave and mm -hmm. kids they'll be neglected because the focus is on the person right because they mm -hmm. need, need help right 24 7 so it's it's eventually they'll figure it out but they need years and years and years to learn about the disability and to learn what can they do and to get over the emotional part because you know we live in the same society and suddenly you're looked at so differently and things that you mm -hmm. didn't even know the first thing about right mm -hmm. and even 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 the person themselves they have to adjust the, there's a, that grieving process 
of what they lost, right? And and then sometimes we find in my work in, in the disability community, I find there are some people who <coughs> are okay with their disability. <coughs> Excuse me. Actually, I'll, I'll come back. I'll come back. Take over. It's just, yeah. yeah. What I what I think actually it really goes back just to continue on Rafia's thought, it goes back to the circle of support. We go back to that. If you have the right support and who can provide you that layer of support that you need until it's like you got a punch in the stomach, like it's more severe than that. But you need to come back from that. And to come back, you need help. Like you need at, at a minimum people to understand that okay, this happened now, what can we do? Let's know yeah. about well, Let's, let's right? talk about, you know, some people that we know that have acquired disabilities, like our good friends, you know, Mazin. Mazin acquired yeah. a disability. He lived 22 years as an able-bodied man who was a mechanic. Yeah. And suddenly, in his case, he, you know, I guess there were no polio vaccines that were given out. Um, he ended up acquiring a disability as a result of polio, it only took three days and he ended up paraplegic in a wheelchair in a power. And, and that was in Iraq. And, and we had, we did a documentary guys through Erdco, if you remember about yeah. his story, that's out there. Three lives, a journey out of darkness, right. That our late friend Bill McQueen produced. Uh -huh. um, and in that video, Mazin talks about, you know, his three lives being able-bodied, being disabled in Iraq, coming to Canada and, and, you know, Getting, getting all these services and being able to live an independent life, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's very difficult. And our and our friend Minu, right, who also mm -hmm. has a spinal cord injury as a result of an accident, mm -hmm. and you know a a, a, a beautiful woman who um, ended up using a power scooter and had to you know basically relearn how to live, yeah. right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very hard. Like, I mean, Rabia, I transitioned from crutches, from using crutches to a wheelchair. And it was a mind-blowing experience. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, like the little, like the little crack in the, in the ground could, could, re I could really tip over it because mm -hmm. I don't know how to use a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's like, it's easier said than done. Like, do it like you know and and if we really wanna like there were programs in lebanon before i remember because we want to educate people on what people with disabilities go through especially the change right mm -hmm. they used to bring wheelchairs and ask people to try it mm -hmm. simple just sit in a wheelchair and try it go out yeah. go so you have that first-hand experience because that will make you connected with what is it like how bring you closer to the feeling so you start appreciate the challenges because unless you understand it Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to, you know, like uh, at least understand it, and you can move to the next thing to see how mm -hmm. can you help, right? Yeah, and com coming back to the whole issue about wars, right? As a, as a disability advocate, one of the things I remember talking about so passionately about is the whole issue around landmines and how they, you know, there's so many, um, you know landmines still on explode yeah. that are there out there you know and and people lose limbs they lose their lives you know they become disabled because of that yeah, and, and in and in countries where most people who acquire disabilities in war are in countries where there aren't services yes. where accessibility 
is 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 really difficult and you know we we destroy their natural way of being and knowing through these weapons of mass destruction that somebody has mastermind and economically benefited from like you know with all due respect to people who defend us and defend our nations and defend our freedoms we have no right to destroy people's lives this way. Yeah. Like I have a real-time story I can share with you. When I was in Lebanon and I was volunteering for the, you know, uh, Lebanese Organization for Disability, uh, there was a, a case where 40 people, they go to, were farmers, right? We're farming area. So they went to the farm and they usually have this big truck that they all stand in. It's summer and they're going to the farm, right? They don't ride drive on the street it's just farming right so they the truck went over a landmine wow and 40 people they were either dead severely injured or amputated if you're lucky you were amputated both legs if you're lucky so i knew about them because they needed and they were some of them they were younger they were like teenagers and you know they so international red cross was there offering services but remote like far it's like two hours drive to get to them and these kids they're they have no way of getting there and their parents you know they they don't have a way so we used to arrange for them because every three months they have to go to the center for the amputees because just think about it there look how simple this stuff is their bone grow like the amputee leg the bone grow when it grow it stop poking them they can't wear they can't wear the artificial leg anymore. They need a changing. So mm -hmm. sometimes they have to change the leg. Sometimes they have to change, do a surgery to remove that bone that grew. So mm -hmm. I learned all that first experience from volunteering for that organization. Wow. Imagine the pain and the agony. And these mm -hmm. kids, not just, they can't make it to school. Like they they just they just spend, spend their, their life, a lifetime, just rebuilding themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. Ray, you know what I remember? Yeah. I remember you telling me all your stories of how you volunteered in the yeah. war and stuff, yeah. supporting people. And yeah. I remember this one time for the first time that you and I decided to take our kids to yeah. watch fireworks. Yeah. And you told told me how frightened you were yeah. from I the know. fireworks. Yeah. Up to now, look, if I'm sitting in the house and there is like an occasion, let's say Victoria Day or something, and they're playing fireworks, and I can't link in my mind that it's Victoria Victoria Day, I go back to the to the war right away. Mm -hmm. I get the panic, and my heart almost stopping. I'm scared. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do, right? Because wow. the voice is the same. The noise, like the voices that are coming, are the same, like the war, right? It's just yeah. here they do it for fun. But yeah. for me, I say, as beautiful the fireworks as it is, if I'm not paying attention, right, to mm -hmm. me, it takes me back to the war time. So and I, over. yeah. So I, I always, honestly, I had a, I had this idea that children of war, they never grow up. They never grow out of that thing. Like they become yeah. adults, they function, but anything that happened could take you back in a yeah. yeah, It's a trigger. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So we're in we're in a safe country. We're in a safe place. We are, you know, we 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 have this lived experience of disability from day one. We understand though that the struggles of people who acquire disabilities 
are very different. And we also support all those efforts that encourage safety and security and prevention, right? Prevention. Mm -hmm. So not driving drunk, for example, because you kill and maim people. Uh, not, you know, provoking war because mm -hmm. people people are harmed for a lifetime and it's un there there's no freedom when you violate somebody that way my freedom isn't worth that to me mm -hmm. also also at workplace too there are a lot of workplace um you know accidents that happen yeah. you know yeah so, so those safety protocols i think i think safety are important yeah, the safety of people is number one, should mm -hmm. be number one, because this whole world does not mean anything without people. If mm -hmm. you take the people out of the equation, this whole world is non, is, it doesn't make any sense, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the value should be to the human being and mm -hmm. not anything else. Anything else can change. And it's mm -hmm. really important to those people out there who have recently acquired disabilities you know, don't compare yourselves to us who are who 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 have this whole lifetime of disability experience because we've developed skills and abilities as people with disabilities. We haven't had to relearn things. So your challenges are unique, maybe different than ours. Um and, and reach out. Reach yeah, out and focus and focus. I say one thing to them, like everybody's disability is unique like no two yeah. people are alike I'm, so i say look within you for your abilities take it I'm, from me focus on what you can do and put your energy and effort behind that right yeah and, you're and, gonna every, and everybody do the best they can do with whatever resources that they have available to them you know and yeah. and that that goes for people without disabilities too you know and, yeah i want to add one more thing and I you think, can do things that's yeah. you know it's not the end it's absolutely. not the end absolutely if it was I, the end at the end is something that nobody can prevent if you are given a second chance there's there's a reason you have to find your purpose and you have to figure out what you can do it's not what you can it's what you can it's always yes i can yeah i wanted to say something i've always to the people with disabilities or any person who feel like they're lacking something or they don't belong right you are good as you are and the goodness is inside you Mm -hmm. Do your homework, connect with the people who can help you to find the goodness that's inside and mm -hmm. make sure you come, you bring it outside. And once you bring it outside and you see all the goodness, that's going to give you the incentive and the motivation to do more and more and more and reach out to the good people, the positive people who help you do that. And you have to find people with disabilities in your life, because when you find people with disabilities in your life, yeah. who are active, who are, who are, you know, uh, having a full life, maybe they have a career, maybe they're married, maybe they volunteer, whatever they're doing, yeah. find those people out there because it's very empowering when you see somebody like you achieving all those things that you want because that inspires you. We need inspiration from each other, folks. 
Yes, and, and, and another message too is that you don't have to do it alone. You know, right. just model successful people, just model mentors. You know, that are there. Find mentors. Yeah. yeah, find mentors. Mm-hmm. Reach out, find mentors. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is another episode of the Pity Party. Thank you.